Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're having a very special keynote with our special guest, Salvador Santana. He is a Grammy award-winning musician and co-founder of the socially conscious cannabis brand, Vaya. Salvador is passionate about the medical and spiritual benefits of cannabis and is dedicated to creating a brand centered around equity, social consciousness, and sustainable practices. Thanks for being here with us, Salvador. Uh, thank you for having me. Honored to be here. So I'm really excited um, to learn a bit more about Vaya. I had the pleasure of speaking with your father, Carlos, uh, last summer for our um, uh, summer issue of Cannabis and Tech Today. And he talked about um, that your family has really had a long history with the plant and that it's been something that he can remember seeing in medicinal um, as medicinal uses for most of his life. I'd love to know sort of when you first realized the value of, of cannabis as a medicine. That's a great question, Trish. So growing up in the Bay Area, uh, cannabis is always around, especially when you go out to concerts, uh, when you pretty much go anywhere. Uh, growing up out there, um, it's like the equivalent of like, maybe if you have the opportunity to go over to Europe and if you're in Italy or in Greece and what have you, and you see kids sitting down with their families at dinner and they're allowed to have just a little bit of glass of wine or what have you. And that's okay because it's not taboo. No one's hiding anything. Uh, they're being very upfront and also teaching young kids and young people to be responsible and what mm -hmm. have you with it and to not look at it as taboo or something that's really scary or spooky. You educate along with it. And I had a similar experience, not saying that I, you know, partake in anything, uh, you know, at a young age. However, it was all around when I would, I would go to my dad's concerts or, you know, shows or things like that. It was constantly there, but it was never taboo. It was never anything like like spooky or the boogeyman. Uh, my folks went out of their way to remind me that just be a kid, enjoy where you are in life now and what you're doing. And later on, that's, you know, that stuff is for much later on, even though they didn't necessarily want me to do anything like that. They just, they trusted and knew that they taught me as much as they could in the very beginning to trust me to make the right decisions and what have you. And I, and I feel like I have the opportunity now as a father to do that with my son you know, to share and to educate that the plant, as you alluded to earlier, it's, it's very much medicinal. It's as ancient um, and as old and has been around here since as long as plant as, as, as this planet Earth, you know, and uh, speaking to that, um, it's it also has a lot of very I, I grew up not only with very strong men in my family, but a lot of <laughs> strong women, super, super strong women in my family. And uh, realizing also that the plant is feminine, you know, the one that we, the, the part of the plant that we consume mm -hmm. is feminine. And then it comes from our planet earth. We call mother earth is feminine. I was like, man, this is, there's, there's a lot of connections here, you know? And um, so, you know, women healing, nurturing medicine, take medicinal and taking care. I was like, okay, I'm starting to, I'm starting to connect some, some dots here. Um, but you know, as I got older, I realized, I said, you know what, if I was to ever, ever, ever get involved in the cannabis business or in some way, shape or form, especially once it would be legalized, I would want to uh, 
have that opportunity again to to educate and remind people that it's it's not it should not be cannabis cannot and should not be equated to like opioids or even alcohol or any type of narcotic you know um this is this is something this is this is this is something that's been around since the beginning of time and our ancestors were using like like you said you talked to my father not too long ago and he was saying how uh, my great-grandparents his grandparents and my grandmother his mother would uh use the plant herself um not to consume but to you know use it as either an herb itself or to put it in tea or as some sort of a herbal remedy or a medicinal remedy um this is stuff that's been going on forever so it's not it's not anything new um so i'm just again really really blessed and and super super just excited uh to be here to share uh my background and how i'm just so blessed again to have not come up uh, with that perception that it's scary, that it's bad for you, that it's that mm-hmm. it's terrible. That's gonna great thing. Of course, with everything, there comes great responsibility. Um, however, with education, there's that ability to uh, have that freedom to enjoy um, and to share how to enjoy with others. Is what I believe. I love that. Yeah, I think he mentioned that your grandmother would make tinctures um, and yeah, concentrates. And I thought that was, that must be such a graceful way to be introduced to the plant as a medicine, as a healing herb, rather than, as you said, something to be scared of. So I really appreciate sharing that perspective with people, especially who maybe come from a more um, conservative background where it has been looked at negatively it's refreshing to hear of it being embraced and used as part of that medicine cabinet mentality. Absolutely. And again, for me growing up in the, in the late eighties and the nineties, you know, especially when they were pushing the, the dare programs and what have yeah. you, you know, just how I'll oh, just, just bunch every single drug all in it all at once and just tell all the kids they're bad for them. And mm-hmm. this is the brain on drugs to scramble the egg and blah, blah, <laughs> you know, all that stuff. And I'm just, I, I, after a while, I was just like, you know, what, this, it just doesn't seem right because Again, my family background, being the flower children that my parents were in the in the hippie era, like you said, my grandmother making tinctures and um, other herbal remedies. Oh, and by the way, this was in like the 30s and the 40s, 1930s and 1940s. Wow. Doing this. So this was like she she was she was definitely ahead of her time, you know. Just like a lot of uh, again, just not bragging, just saying like a lot of uh, people in my family just were something about something about us, we just do stuff differently and we don't expect to try and please anybody else. We just do it for what we feel like is the right thing to do because we feel like, we feel like others are going to benefit from it, you know? So um, that's our passion. That's our mission. And again, that's part of my, why I feel like is my main purpose of why I was so strongly uh, encouraged and inspired to, to be a part of something like to create VIA, you know, to, to uh, have that opportunity to, again, share that, the education to share that passion and then to also be able to give back, you know, as well, not just do it maybe like, you know, bigger corporations might be doing it now or, Mm -hmm. you know, we're starting to do it. It's more about, again, inviting and um, inviting and also just reminding, honoring, validating a community Uh, and what better way to do so than through social equity. Um, And also as this business is growing, Um, I definitely see an opportunity for more and more of that to happen, you know, but it has to start, it has to, this is what's been going on 
but I feel like in order for that, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a movement, you know, and I'm just grateful to be a part of what I feel like is something that is not only it's coming, but it's, it's on the come up. It's, it's happening as we speak right now. I'm just grateful to be a part of it. I love that. Yeah. I've, I've heard your brand described as socially conscious with kind of a feminist tone. And I love that verbiage. Um, maybe you could unpack that a little bit for our audience and tell me how you infuse that ideology sort of into the culture of your company. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Uh, so again, uh, I was, went back to my original heritage, my, my heritage, my roots, and then the original, uh, the plant itself, you know, again, being feminine, coming from planet earth, mother earth, feminine. Um, and then I was just like, okay, whatever I do with this, with this brand, with this, uh, company, with this, uh, with my passion, with my mission, whatever I do, it has to have feminine empowerment. And again, for me, that's, that's just something that I grew up with because I had strong women constantly around me. Uh, my mother, first and foremost, my, my grandmothers as well on both sides of the family. Again, my, my dad's mom really in terms of actually committing and using the plant herself. And I, again, wanted to infuse that into, uh, the company and the brand itself. And I hadn't come up with the name yet. I just, a friend of mine uh, by the name of Vincenzo Carano and uh, uh, and Jessica Hooper, we got together and we basically just came up with, they were able to help me come up with all the ideas that I had in my head in order to put this together. And uh, I had I had this one name in mind. I just had Vaya. I had it in mind because I was, I, I, I would always say it, uh, to my son, like, let's go. Like it's a, in Spanish, it means like, let's go. It's like a form of like enthusiasm, like, dale, let's go, vamos, you know, vaya. <laughs> uh, and then I did some more research and realized that it actually also means in Sanskrit, it has a totally different definition, but of, mm. of feminine empowerment is mm. what it do and what it defines. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this is, this is beyond coincidental. Like, this is crazy, you know? And so it just felt right from the start to, to commit to that name because it meant it encapsulated everything that I feel like I was going for, everything that I wasn't able to quite see right then and there, and also honoring my heritage and my roots as well. And also the, all the, again, all the strong, amazing women that come from, from my family uh, as well. So, and then last but not least, also taking the, aligning that with the idea to promote the plant itself as 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 a wellness like revolution um and also by taking that idea with combining it with the ancient wisdom and and the rituals that maybe our ancestors used to do back in the day and combine that with today's modern science as well so and that's that's in fact that's Vaya's slogan we are ancient wisdom modern medicine and uh yeah and so again it's also to advance uh again that ancient wisdom and for also our own individual personal development um in this fast-paced life uh it's so hard to just even sit down and you know find the time to even have a conversation with, with you guys which i'm honored to do and I'm, I'm so happy to be here 
we live such fast-paced lives now. There's so much stuff to keep track of. Now that I'm a father and everything, I, you know, all these parents that have been doing it, man, I give so much power and respect and have so much admiration. Cause I'm like, man, just trying to balance everything. It's, it's really challenging, but it's so worth it, you know, for me. Um, and speaking on that, what we at VIA also encourage everyone to do is to just slow down, just take a second and find your ritual, whatever that is, uh, in terms of, cons and whatever your consumption preferences are, um, you know, to honor that and be you, you know, and uh, again, promote that personal development along with your and celebrate your own individuality. Um, for me, my, my ritual is uh, I wake up, I try to wake up uh, an, every morning, obviously, uh, an hour before my son. That never happens, but I try <laughs> to. And then I try to come into this spot right here. It's not too far from my crib. I come here and I just have a little coffee maybe just light up a little joint or a little something from the night before, what have you, and just start creating and just vibing out. Um, and then for me, that's my ritual because then I know I can be in my comfort zone, I can focus, um, and I can use it to my advantage to help me, to help uh, stimulate my, create, my creative flow and the creative process. Um, and so I just do my best to try and do that. And just having little rituals, having little routines, you know, that are, again, beneficial for your personal mental health development um, and what have you. And I just think that's super important this day and age. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I want to be able to promote that through VIA and through our brand and not just say, here, here's, you know, here's some, here's some weed kids, go ahead and buy this. You know, it's like, no, nah, man, like, no, nah, we really want people. It's like, for me as being a musician, I want people to connect with my music. I. I don't want to just play a note. I want to actually. I want people to feel what I'm what I'm playing. Um, Maya Angelou had this amazing quote: "People aren't going to remember you by what you said. People aren't going to even remember you by what you did. People are going to remember you by how you made them feel." And as a musician, that's that's my job is to make sure that people can understand what feeling what their feelings sound like, and to remind them that it's what do y'all kids say? It's cool to be in y'all feelings. You know, it's totally cool. So um, last but not least, uh, that's, that for me is what's most, 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 most important um, is to be able to honor, again, everybody's own personal path, their personal development of routine, ritual, uh, self-promotion and self-empowerment. I think it's important. I love that. I love speaking with artists and discovering how they use the herb to sort of supplement their creativity. So I'm so grateful you shared sort of that ritual you have for being sure that you're making time to be creative and connect and be focused. Um, I wonder, is there, um, is there a process for how you choose maybe which strains you like to ingest while you're being creative? I spoke with someone the other day who said they maybe if they have to do something quickly, they'll choose like a more, um, you know, uppity strain. And if they, if they have more time to do something, they might choose a more mellow strain? That's a great question. Uh, I, I, I'm a connoisseur, so I love to do, do a little bit of everything. Me personally, um, I just, I guess I'm, I would be like a food, the equivalent of like a foodie. <laughs> I'm a weedy. I don't know what you would call it. But uh, yeah, I, me personally, and again, because I'm, I'm more or less a, a new parent still, I still want to be like on my toes and what have you. So lately it's been more sativas, but I'm, I'm definitely a big indica person. Um, 
because I guess growing up in the Bay, the 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 weakest stuff will still put you on your on your butt, <laughs> you know, up there. And all we do is just puff blunts up there and everything. So like, I guess I just by default kind of have a higher tolerance. But nowadays, I try to keep it as mellow as possible so I can be as tip top and one hundred percent and be there for my son in case he needs me for anything. Um, but overall, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an Indica guy, but just lately it's been Sativa's. Um, but Avaya, at Vaya, we have all, uh, we have four flavors. Uh, we have four strains that we can offer to everybody. We have a Sativa, we have a Sativa hybrid, we have an Indica, and we have an Indica concentrate. And the Indica Concentrate is Looney Tunes. It is cray cray. It's um, it's basically, it's called all the strains. Uh, I decided to again with Vaya. I wanted to keep everything to my roots, uh, which is being Africano, being African American, Irish, but also Chicano, being Latino and, and, and Mexican. I wanted to make sure that everything stayed Spanish, you know, and in, in Espanol. So. With the sativa, it's a gas. It's um, it's a sour diesel. But I wanted to call it gasolina. Uh, and then with the um, what is it? The runts with the candy. We called it um, ponche suave. You know, because mm -hmm. I kind of like a sweet flavor. And that's the uh, <clears throat> that's the indica. The gasolina is the uh, sativa. And then the moon rock. That's the luna roca. That's that that's that concentrate I was talking about. The last batch we had, I believe, tested at. Like 30, 37, 38 percent, which is pretty, which is pretty gnarly. This next yeah. batch, I heard, tested at just over forty percent, forty-one percent. Wow. So I try, I try to enjoy that one like late at night, kids asleep. I haven't got anything, which is never the case. I don't have anything to do the next morning. Like, uh, uh. but that, but all the flavors are amazing. I've, I've tried all of them. I stand, I stand by all of them. I want to make sure too that because again, my name is, I'm being affiliated with it. And I'm standing by it. I want to make sure that it lives up to exactly what it, what I would want if I was a consumer. You know, just like I do with my music. I want to make sure that if I was a fan, I'm living up to the musical expectations of what I would want to hear my favorite artist perform or what have you. Is it ever going to be perfect? No, but I, I man, this stuff is awesome. I, I stand by it. I just, you know, I just invite everyone to um, respectfully, safely as always, um, just to enjoy and participate and try them out. Let me know what you think. I think there's a little something for everybody, you know, with all four flavors we got. Well, it sounds like you're pretty involved with um, the processes. Do you, how do you come up with the, the strain names or do you try what you have and then think on how it makes you feel? What's the process for that? You know, with this one, it was it was actually pretty one, two, three. It was pretty simple. Uh, we just had the previous names and I was just like, all right, let me just translate them into Spanish, you know, keep it, keep it on brand, keep it to my heart, keep it to what's, um, oh, keep it to what's authentic because authenticity is, you know, Trish, that's, that's what separates the, okay, they doing good. They, they, they doing good in the business. They doing good in the game from the greats from like, okay, these guys are slaying it because you know, you don't have to guess who they are or anything. They just, you know, mm -hmm. and for me, I think the authenticity is what sells. It sells for me. It's it, for me. It's what it, I think really um, it defines who you are in music or just, you know, in other artistic, you know, realms. So I figure if it can transfer over in, into this, into this avenue as well. So um, it was pretty easy. Just again, give me the name. I'll just figure out how to do it in Spanish. And if I can't figure it out, I'll, 
I lost one of my relatives. And if it gets too personal, then I'll just ask Google and go from there. <laughs> but, I never, but I didn't ask Google. So. <laughs> nice. Well, so that makes me think about um, the authenticity bit. And that was a, a big part of why we wanted you to participate in this, because um, that really comes through in, in who you are. Uh, and I think something that you've been very passionate about is making a brand that um, can do good for the community and has that resilience and uses practices that are, are healthy for the environment, for the planet. So maybe you could share a bit with us about um, the work that you're doing, maybe first and foremost with social equity and how you're kind of bringing that into the brand. Absolutely. So first and foremost, when I talk, when I talk about the community, uh, specifically Trish, I'm talking about the, the black and brown communities uh, and especially their, um, their important, huge, important role um, in the cannabis industry from, from the start before long before legalization was even a conversation, like a real conversation. It was just like, mm -hmm. one day it'll be legal. Like I want to honor those that have been doing it long before I was around, long before I was even a thought, you know? Um, and it's not to please anybody. It's more like, no, it's, it's, this is give credit where credit's due, you know? And I feel like actions <clears throat> speak louder than words. Um, even though I'm talking to you at the same time, I'm also supporting, uh, I'm not just talking about it. I'm walking it. I'm, I'm supporting and affiliating myself with um, a cultivator. I linked up with the, the uh, co-founder and partner actually of, of mine uh, with Via um, out of Oakland, Oakland, California, uh, Afro-Cuban. Afro um, so we got the Africano, you know, Latino thing as well. We got that, um, you know, that that's, that's what's similar for us. Um, we got that in mind and uh, it just it just made it just made sense in 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 speaking with uh, Deji, Deji Simmons, and speaking with Deji, my partner. Basically, we lined Trish. We I was doing an interview just like this. I was talking with him about um, his role in the cannabis world. We were doing a documentary, a docu series, and this was right before COVID shut everything down last year, like around this time. So I was really grateful. That was my that was one of my last trips that I took. Um, went up to the bay. Uh, did some did some interviews and Deji was one of the last ones. We started talking. Next thing we know, we're we're forming a partnership because it felt right. Um, I was mm. like, oh. yeah, I was because because I was like, man, I could. I've had other people approach me, you know, to do business and talking all sorts of dollar signs on these uh, on checks and all these zeros and stuff. And I was like, I was like, man, it's got to be done right. You can't you can't buy my authenticity. You can't buy my integrity like that. It's got to be done right. So I was like, man, out of Oakland, California, where I'm, where I'm from, up in the Bay, Afro-Cuban, and Deji's cool, man. He's, he's a cat where um, he's, he's a, a musician himself, as well as a, a, a studio engineer, producer like myself. And it's crazy. I'm surprised we hadn't met before in the past. He knows so many musicians and just pe the same people I know up in the Bay. I, I'm mm -hmm. still flabbergasted to this day how we did not meet earlier. We started talking and next thing you know, we're forming a partnership and everything is done up there, you know, uh, where it's, it's a one stop shop. We got everything up there um, so I can go up there and visit. Uh, since I'm down here in L.A., I can go up and visit and see the spots, see uh, see all the beautiful uh, plants and as uh, come into fruition. And like you said, test everything, make sure it's all good. Um, and that's what I was able to do before we were able to do our first launch back in December uh, was to make sure that everything was uh, 
you know, right before you send out the food, I guess, to, to the, um, uh, to the diners, you want to just do that last little taste and make sure it's all good. So, um, I was really grateful to be a part of that process and I give it all to, um, to Deji, especially because he was one of the, not only is he an amazing person, a partner of mine now, and we have a similar passion, uh, but he's been doing it longer than, than I've, you know, longer than I've been participating in consuming. He's, he's been doing this in terms of all the um, bootstrapping and actually like, like on the ground, like actually doing it. And um, it's incredible just to, to see how far things have come, but still how much further we have to go. And again, by honoring social equity, when you, when anybody wants to invest in VIA uh, in any way, shape or form, they know that they're supporting a black and brown based um, company. And it's not just going back to big Amazon, Google-like corporations that are predominantly white, you know, um, owned. It's this is actually going to the community, and we can, and then we can share that. Um, we have, we then we have an opportunity once we grow bigger, we can share that with the rest of the communities. Take that bigger, take that blueprint, expand on it, um, and invite more to be a part of this movement. And I feel like this is this. It's a pretty big table. I feel like we can all have our place at the table. We can all eat, and nobody has to, you know, stab each other's hands with the forks because there's not enough food left and what have you. We don't gotta. I don't think it has to be like that, you know. So that's that's what I envision. I envision a world one day without borders and flags, and I envision um, a day where we can all eat at this table and there isn't any fighting. There isn't any. There isn't any greed. We know there's enough to keep us going and we got enough to move forward. You know, that's what I see. That's what I envision. That's so cool. I actually saw the interview you did with uh, Digi. Am I saying the name, his name, right? Digi. Yeah. Digi. Um, and it's, it's odd that you would bring that up because I thought you had such a chemistry during that discussion that I'm surprised that was the first time that you, you interacted with each other. You seemed yeah. like such old friends. Right. I know. And, that, and, and you're so right, Trish. That's, that's why for me, I, I've always had this, uh, because growing up having the last name that I have, I, I've had to figure out at a young age that, um, first of all, no matter what, there's always disadvantages and disadvantages in life, no matter who you are and what you, where you are in life, what you're going through, where you've been. I've learned that there's so, I've had so many blessings in my life. One of the challenges I've had to figure out was to uh, learn how to read people and read their energy, especially as a young kid and just growing up and learning that people are going to figure out who I am and have, you know, pre uh, preconceived ideas and what have you. Mm -hmm. So it's about it's all about me not trying to, you know, please anybody or change anybody's perspective of me, but just just for me to be me. And, you know, if mm -hmm. they don't like what they see, it's cool. You can change the channel, what have you. But otherwise, hey, I'm here, you know. Um, <laughs> But with all that said, like the, the, the chemistry, like you said a second ago, it, it just felt right. Once, once I saw my son born, I really started to like learn how to be extra uh, conscious, uh, not even just protective, but just conscious of different energy that comes around me, my family, my son, just, just everything like that. And once I met Deji, I was just like, man, this just, none of this feels forced. None of this feels you know, like if anything, like you said, I'm just, I'm surprised. Like this is, this is one of those where I'm like, man, this is too good to be real. Is this, is this really happening? Like, is this, like you said, we just, we just vibe and, and we just literally met at that, that interview uh, and people can check that out by the way, at um, 
via underscore dot floor. That's on that's on the Instagram and on via uh, via dot earth as well. Um, you can check all that all that stuff out. Um, but yeah, just from just from day one, it felt right. And for me, that's honestly how I've been able to get to this point and still just enjoy life as much as possible. To trust my inner gut, trust the people around me, trust the higher presence, whoever wants to, however you want to call it. And for me, also just to just to trust in general that uh, the energy that's presented in front of me, it's for me just to make a decision, either move forward or just nothing personal. And my motto is just to keep it moving. You know, if it ain't working, you just keep it moving. You know, whether that's move on or move away or whatever, just keep moving, you know? So with Deji, it was the opposite. It was move on, man. Let's or move forward. Let's let's make this happen. Let's get it. And, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was just, <laughs> man. Okay, see, we on the same vibe too. <laughs> I uh, love that. Yeah, so it just it just felt right from day one, and that's that's for me is is it just if it feels right, I go for it. It's just that simple. And with Deji, it felt right. So cool. Well, how are you guys working to 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 deliver sustainable products to make things that are you know organic or more earth friendly? That's such a great question. We are actually working on that right now. Um, we have uh, we have some ideas. Um, and what have you, uh, my main thing to, uh, to go backwards, actually, Trish, you asked a question about like, what was one of the main reasons why I wanted to get involved in the industry or what, what inspired that? One of it also too, was just a few years ago, once, uh, uh, cannabis became legal out here in California, let alone just, you know, in the U S, uh, I started seeing again, just, I was like, man, there's, there's enough, there's enough plastic and enough garbage and enough waste, you know, mm-hmm. with the packaging enough you know especially back in the day like when you would go to your homie or whatever they they'd hook you stuff up with in what like little sandwich bags or what have yeah. you it was, it was it was dl or whatever those little like earring bags or jewelry bags and some of them were, were non see-through and if you even go backwards it was like those film canisters from from our parents mm-hmm. age yeah. like, but nothing I, I thought about it, i was like man none of the packaging was ever thought of to be um just, you know, biodegradable or earth friendly, as you were, as you were saying. And it's so, I just feel like it's um, not ironic. It's almost kind of like um, it's contradictory because the plant mm-hmm. itself is, comes from the earth. And once you're done with it, you know, how you consume it, consume it regularly just by smoking it with a joint or what have you, that's basically biodegradable. You can just toss that and it's, it's whatever, like it's no big mm-hmm. deal. It's not like a cigarette, you know, where there's still cigarette butts in the ocean that people smoked like 50, 60 years ago. And what have you so um for me that was one of the first reasons where i was like man if i also if i ever get involved in the industry it would not only be to uplift a community uh a group of, particularly a group of people black and brown the communities themselves who deserve that credit and deserve that upliftment um but also to find a way to create that much more sustainable packaging or sustainable ways to consume and it not be so detrimental either to our bodies or to our planet earth because i view it the same way man we earth is 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 a is a a living organism just like just like us just like our bodies you know we got to take care of it just like we got to take care of ourselves i feel like you know Mm -hmm. not i'm not a tree hugger or anything but i just keep it real you know (laughs) so like um so like yeah like and so one of the things we want to do is um create some sort of packaging that could be maybe hemp hemp based, you know, um, where once you're done with it, 
Uh, you can literally just put it in a um, compostable bag, give it back to the earth, no trip, you know? Um, or just even create something where you just constantly, it's made from 100%, the packaging is made from 100% uh, recyclable materials, you know, and what have you. So it just keeps constantly, we, we just speak to, uh, we're, we're authentic. We don't just talk about it, we be about it, you know? Everything we do has a conscious, thought to it and a, uh, a considerate thought to to others around us um, as well to take care of each other and to promote again that personal self health healthy like development um, and again what better way to do so than to be a part of this movement to uh, help rearrange the stigma and the narrative around cannabis whether it be a group of people you know um, people still getting in, black and brown especially still getting incarcerated and thrown in jail you know, just for having little dime bags while, you know, predominantly white corporations and people a part of those corporations are making millions and trillions off of that stuff. So just that as an example. And, and again, uh, trying to figure out how to apply that to sustainable practices, man, I, these are challenges that I look forward to. Nothing, these ones don't scare me or I don't feel like it's like trying to climb Mount Everest and all you got is one backpack or whatever. Like this, <laughs> these are challenges that I, I welcome roll up the sleeves and let's let's get it and what better way to do so than again with with uh cats like deji vincenzo um all these people and you know that i've been able to align myself with rico Lamite as well shout out to rico there's all these cats that are really just out here like they believe in what i'm doing and it's crazy sometimes i feel like others believe it even that much more than i do <laughs> at times and for me i i, I get re-inspired i'm like oh yeah that's right like that's something I was thinking about. And they're like, yeah, duh, that's, that's what you thought about. And I'll go out and get it. And I'm like, you're right. So, um, yeah, I look forward to having the next conversation with you guys saying like, yo, now we have these fully 100. This is like uh, over 50% recyclable, which is how I wanted to start off, at least make it as recyclable as possible. But then hopefully sooner than later, Trish, we can have these conversations of like, yeah, you know, 100% recyclable materials. We want the first ones to do it. I love that. I think so many companies are working to find those solutions. And I think it's an important part of like why we do this conference and why events and collaboration are vital. You've got to speak with other people and find out how, how are they solving these problems and how can we work together to create solutions that will benefit everyone. And I think as we, as more states become legal and hopefully we're on our way to federal legalization, we'll all feel more open to kind of collaborating and sharing and not being so um, like that closet grow mentality, like, oh, you know, my secrets are my own. I think the more that we're able to collaborate, the faster we'll come to those really awesome solutions. And, and that's something that you do all the time with music, right? It's like finding collaborators, finding people who see your vision and helping to amplify each other that way. Absolutely. That's a great word, amplify. We say that in, in music all the time. I think that's that's exactly it, because collaboration is is a really powerful tool, I think. Mm -hmm. Strength in numbers, and especially when two brilliant or multiple brilliant um, minds and hearts and talents can get together and join forces. Um, I think I think the options are un uh, and the possibilities are unlimited. So, um, yeah, that's that's and that's that's for me where I where I want to continue to to be and to continue to grow uh, to just just be that much better as a musician, as a, as a human being, as a father, as a husband, as a man, <clears throat> excuse me, as a man. Uh, and then also too, as now a 
a businessman in the cannabis world too, you know, um, and then also somebody who represents, you know, <clears throat> black and brown, um, and also my family, my heritage, just everything. I just, I just want to do it to the best of my ability, um, and so far, and also have fun and with zest and to enjoy as well. And uh, we're not going to let a pandemic or anything slow us down. If anything, I, I, if it's funny. I, in a way, if the pandemic hadn't happened, I'm not sure if Vaya would have actually come to fruition or maybe come come into fruition like the way it did. Because uh, that's that's how we were able to create it uh, uh, with my partner and with, with the co-founders, again, with Vincenzo and with Jess. We just got together and did a bunch of workshops <laughs> from like March, April, all the way into May last year. And we were able to get something it's, it's crazy. It was almost like putting an album together. You know, we did mm. it so fast and it was really, really cool. Um, we were passionate. I was passionate and, uh, yeah, just, it, it re it reminded me and retaught me that if you really want something, you put that, you put that work in and you don't look at it as like work. You look at it as like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I got to do this. And, uh, I'm just so proud and so happy that we were able to form. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, so with that in mind, I guess we've kind of covered where the plant has come from and how it's evolved. What do you see as the future for the cannabis space? Ooh, man, that's a great question, man. You know what? If you had asked me that before COVID, I probably would have given you a different, a different answer. But now, you know, wow, it's just the landscape has just changed so much. I'll give you, I'll try to give you two answers, the one before the COVID and one with now. So okay. pandemic and everything I, I foresaw like you said, people that may not agree, people that can agree to disagree, getting together and sharing their thoughts and viewpoints about the plant. You know, from a business standpoint, from a intellectual standpoint, from a, a, a consumption, you know, standpoint, um, it's almost like we can talk, it's almost like we can talk politics, but nobody gets their feelings hurt kind yeah. of thing. I really feel like we can all have a level of maturity um, spiritual maturity and, and spiritual adult like maturity to be able to converse and talk about something that's been around again since longer than we were. I really honestly, believe, I really honestly believe there were dinosaurs on this earth, like walking around. T Rex was 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 chewing on some giant, you know, plant le or um, pot leaves or what have you, like <laughs> high as shit walking around. Who knows, you know? But it's been around forever, and so that's why I, mean. I want to honor that and and. Um, I think in order to move forward, sometimes you just have to not take a step backwards, but just take a peek with how, like you said, how did we get here? Okay, we see how we got here. Now, how do we go from here to where we're trying to get to? You know, and again, with that, uh, so that, that's that's pre-COVID, all of us just getting together, enjoying, um, you know, uh, kind of like, almost like, like if you can do a beer taste or like a wine taste, or you can do a, you know, a cannabis tasting or what have you. Um, I thought, I thought the options were limited or uh, unlimited, but now with COVID and everything, we're trying to be safe until we can figure all this stuff out and vaccinations and everyone's taking care of each other. I think it's just about being safe, you know, just, just, you know, really promoting in order to really honor others. I think not in a egotistical or in a cocky way, you gotta, you gotta have some, some appreciation for yourself as well. And I think of anything being isolated for this, Wow, year basically <laughs> being isolated. It's really taught me to um, <laughs> just be cool with myself because as a musician and as somebody who's always on stage and always around people, um, 
you just get used to that. I wouldn't say I enjoyed that, but, but you just get used to that. And then all of a sudden you're just, you're by yourself and, with, and you're with the people that, uh, you know, that's most sacred to you and what have you. Um, and so it really taught me to just enjoy you, enjoy being you, figure out what you want to do, who you are. And again, figure out how you got here from where you are. Like, so I had to go and figure out my heritage in order to figure out this is what I, how I want to honor it with beyond my music. I want to honor it through in the, in the cannabis world as well. And so with the future, I think the more honoring we can do, the more we can figure out how to join forces, align. And again, the options become unlimited because, you know, we have everything at, we have everything, every single possibility and idea, and we have all the, the resources and the people to help us out to make that, to make that happen, to come to fruition. So I see a beautiful future. I just think we got, we just got to be safe, you know, whatever the cannabis consumption process is for everyone, just be safe, enjoy. Uh, and if anybody does, again, participate with VIA, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And if it is the moon rock, enjoy, be safe, make sure y'all got nothing to do for the next two, three, maybe even four hours, depending on who you are. <laughs> I just want to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Well, I think that's a powerful takeaway to maybe sort of close on. Um, but lastly, would you like to share once again where people can learn a little bit more about VIA and maybe some of the other work you're doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so if anybody else was curious and wants to know more about VIA, myself, and the journey that, that I'm on in this, in this cannabis world and in the business, you can check out VIA.Earth. And you can also check out at via underscore dot floor, uh, floor at via underscore floor. That's the, that's the Instagram. You can check all that out. Um, and then also keep, keep up with what I'm doing musically. Cause I got, I got some stuff that I'd be cooking up since you guys see me here. Uh, I'm cooking up some stuff. So, uh, you can check all that stuff out and, and keep post keep up to date with that stuff and keep posted with it. SalvadorSantana.com as well as, at Salvador Santana Music. And then you can follow me. That's my, that's my Instagram. Um, and I'm just honored, Trish, the, and Emerge. Thank you for having me. Uh, everybody else, thank you for listening and, and being here. I'm truly honored and, and grateful to be here and looking forward to the next one. And hopefully you guys can check out Vi and let, let me know what y'all think, man. And the music as well. Let me know what y'all think. And uh, I do this all for, uh, well, first and foremost, I do it for my son. I want him to be proud of me. Second of all, I just do it because... I feel like this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm, I'm having a lot of fun figuring out how to do it each and every day. That's so great. Thank you for sharing with us. It was beautiful to hear your wisdom and positivity about the space. And I feel like I learned a lot. So I hope our audience did as well. Um, it was a pleasure. And to uh, our audience and those out there listening and watching, until next time, this has been Patricia Miller and Salvador Santana uh, signing off. Simple to use easy to clean, incredibly precise. Introducing the first packaging and weighing system designed specifically for the cannabis industry. One that gives you more control, consistency, and a better product. The Green Vault System Precision Batcher is designed to offer you the flexibility to switch your packaging options seamlessly. This innovative packaging technology uses gentle puffs of air, also known as air cush technology, to move product rather than vibration. The process aids in the preservation of trichomes on your flower, leading to a higher end potency, better market price, and a customer experience that lives up to your brand's high standards. Technology unlike any other, built for an industry unlike any other. 
Instead of repurposing technology from other industries, Green Vault Systems engineered their integrated packaging and weighing system for the unique characteristics and demands of cannabis. It's built to help grow your business from the ground up.